You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 49 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today are Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hello. And I almost said Suze Stokes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where my, where my mind was at. <laughs> you know, that's my mom, my uh, grandmother's name is Susie, so that would have been really close. Oh, yeah, it would have been, been close. <laughs> yeah. How is everyone today? Pretty well. Pretty pretty well. Before we get started, I did want to mention that uh, MyMac.com writer Donnie Yankelo has a new app out in the uh, App Store called Junior Typer XS. It's 99 cents and it's for kids. He created it originally for the iPad and now he has it available for the iPhone and the iPod Touch. You just need iOS 7. There is a link in the show notes. So if you're interested in getting that for your child, you can check the show notes. And I do want to mention that Donnie is also the creator of the Three Geeky Ladies graphic and the logo. And he's also done it for some other podcast, uh, I believe Pocket Size Podcast and Geeky Show Ever. So take a look at that. Like I said, it's in the show notes. And uh, give Donnie Yankelo some love. (laughs) So today what we wanted to talk about is part two of apps we use every day. We had so many to choose from that um, we had to break it up into two parts. And Suze is the one who's got a lot. She's a... I have a big workflow. She has a big workflow. (laughs) Vicky's favorite word of the day. (laughs) Why don't you get us started, Suze? All right. Well, if you... These are apps that I do use daily. So... I don't just, uh, I'm not just selecting these because I usually always go to these apps that I had last week and this week at least once, if not twice or more, um, during the day. I know that that seems like I have no life but my iPhone and my iPad, but basically I don't have any life but my iPhone. <laughs> but no, I, I, take to, I take about, I don't know, I get up early. I'm a very early riser. So I start going through stuff, you know, early. I, that's when I like to um, process photos that I may have done the day before. At night just doesn't do it for me. I'm usually really tired. So that's what I usually do first thing in the morning. One of the apps I'm going to cover today is called Pro Camera 7. And for those of you that uh, bought Jens Damon uh, older app, Pro Camera, this one has specifically been rewritten and redesigned from the ground up for iOS 7. And um, it is a beautiful app. It's, 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 I want to say it's extremely minimalist, but it's extremely intuitive. They have, um, he's also integrated uh, TIFF that you can save in the TIFF format, which is a lossless format. So that's really nice that when you're taking a photograph with your iPhone, um, you know, 4S, 5 or 5S, then you're not losing any information in that photograph for photo editing or processing after. It's a full res uh, app, which I, of course, I always give kudos to full resolution apps. And when you open the app, you can switch it, it um, We'll switch to uh, video. So when you open the app, you'll see a camera icon in the center um, bottom of the screen. And then there'll be two opposing arrows. When you tap on those arrows, it allows you to change to video format. 
Uh, my favorite is night mode. I really, really like night mode because it allows you to go down to about a half a second exposure on the 5S. I think you can do a full second um, on the uh, on uh, the 5 and the 4S, all, all cameras except for the 5S. The 5S only allows you to do like I think a half a second and below. <clears throat> you can't do the full second, but it's great for long exposure. And those are wonderful for like light trails if you want to do some night photography with light trails or uh, cloud formations. And it's, again, because it saves in a TIFF format, you can really have that information so you don't get such a noisy photo. It has auto uh, white balance. It gives you um, a histogram if you want to uh, select that. And another thing that it does, which I think it's really neat, if it has a scan mode. So for QR codes, it also has that. The editing, it has, I think, a couple of uh, in-app purchases if you want to add some more filter effects. But the filter effects are really well done. I like them. And again, it's a full editing uh, uh, camera app. So you're able to uh, change your highlights, your mid-tones, your saturation, your hue, you know, on and on. So I would highly recommend this app. You are able to pull up images from your your camera roll. I think I paid, I can't remember, I think it was uh, $2.99. It was on sale when it first came out for $1.99 and I picked it up and I've been very happy. I tend to like this one rather than the iPhone, the, the native camera app, only because sometimes when I'm not paying attention, I used to be one of those iPhoneographers that would hold the shutter button so I could compose my image the way I wanted it and let it go. Well now because of iOS 7 when you press and hold you're doing burst mode right. so you end up having 50 photographs you know so this one allows you to select in the settings you are allowed to select or shut off burst mode and it also has an anti-shake and a self-timer. I think I think if I had to choose between Camera Plus and Pro Camera 7, I'm going to go to Pro Camera 7. Because again, like Camera Plus, it has the two reticles in on the screen that you touch and hold to select your focus and to select your exposure. So if you're in a high, if you're in exposure with a very high key or light image, you can basically tap the exposure uh, which will be your round yellow circle around your screen until you get the exposure you want. And your your focus will be the blue square. And again, you can tap that and move it around your screen until you get the, the place on your image you want focused. Highly recommend this app. I think for those of you that are really getting into serious uh, photography with your phone, this definitely is a winner. And it is part the first thing on my workflow. I'm going to see how many times I can use workload today just to irritate Vicky. <laughs> now I have a question, Suze. How yeah. do you, you have a lot of different camera apps or editing apps. How do you decide which one you're going to use for a particular photo? Well, for me, it starts with the image itself. <clears throat> so when I take a photograph, I want to have the most information that I can have when I go to edit it and I that's why I used I used to use you know camera plus because again it was a full res app which full resolution means the full resolution of, of the uh, the image the pixels that that particular phone has whether it's a 4s or 5s or 5 and I like the TIFF format in in many f ways JPEG of course is a, what they call a lossy format uh, so you can lose information, and 
So I usually use Camera Plus or the native camera app or Pro Camera 7. I find I use Pro Camera 7 all the time. But then I, when I look at the image, then I really start to play. The next thing I bring it into is Snapseed and I do any adjustments because it has, like I said last week, it has that U-point technology where you can basically select different um, points in your image to change it. And then it depends if I want it to be a more serious fine art image or if I just want to have fun and make it a more artful image. And with that, then I will start processing it probably through maybe five or six, at least three apps, if not five or six apps. And each app, like I love Glaze, I, that's a painterly app. I love Waterlog right now, but you don't, that really is just to make a watercolor image. I tend to use... Um, I like uh, Scratch Cam, which gives kind of a grungy, scratched look to some of your images. Uh, oh gosh, there's so many. I think I have like 400. I took a bunch off that were low res, but I have like a 400 um, uh, apps. I love iColorama. That's a very uh, well done, robust photo editing app that allows you to really get some great effects with that. She's done a remarkable job, Teresita, with that app, the, the developer. Uh, I like PicBoost. PicBoost is one that you can really adjust the curves in an app to make it, you know, um, you can increase the threshold, make it really uh, otherworldly, I guess. The other one, I, I also like Alternative Photo, that came, Alien Skin. They haven't really done um, any update on that, but that is more of a traditional effect app where you can do sienna type and pinhole effects and so I guess it just really depends. I think any time you want to play uh, play with an image or bring it to another uh, to find your voice in an image you just have to experiment with these apps. I always look on App Shopper or the App Whisper now. The App Whisper does a great job with letting you know about new apps and many of them either are new apps or they're free and I look at the reviews and I usually wait a few days to make sure an app isn't getting fake reviews and if it looks pretty legit I will usually buy it or ask to, to ask to review it and um, and then I just play with it and see what it can do so if it doesn't really do anything I want it to then I'll either delete it off my phone or just put it into a folder that is just one of those random apps you know if I I'll go back to it sometime and maybe play a little bit more but, you know, it's really amazing because it used to be the standard was Photoshop. You know, everybody brought their images into Photoshop and you could buy all the plugins for Photoshop. But with the apps, of course, I probably spent just as much on apps as I have Photoshop. So, <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is you get such just interesting effects with all of the with all of the images. So I guess I would say that it would depend on the image, whether I'm looking for like a black and white, and I'll process that in a very black and white and maybe add grunge that, or I want to go over the top and maybe really make it artful and bring it into Procreate where you can actually draw and paint over your image. Uh, that's a fabulous app just for drawing and painting besides. Uh, or bring it into some of the more funky apps, you know, just to add different effects. But high resolution is the big one. I think people should really uh, not bother with low res at this point. It just pixelates your, your image. doesn't do any good. And then there's me. I take a picture, and I put it in iPhoto, and that's it. Oh, I don't even use iPhoto. I don't even use... I, don't, I think that's an app that I... That's my least used app on my iPhone, is iPhoto. Oh, I don't use it on my phone. I use it on my, on my Mac.
Well, you know, actually, and I have to say that I think Apple did a good job with the up, updating iPhoto because they do have some nice effects on it, but it's just not one that I go to. I just forget about it, actually. It's not Apple's fault. It's just, I think it was so slow. Um, it was so slow getting up to the... Uh, to the realm of some of the other apps as far as effects that uh you know it's it's one i forget about it's just not in, it's just not in my workflow <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to you vicky okay um i know last week i talked about dropbox mm-hmm. and how i you know we use it to you know share our um audio files and to share information Macworld, it was like in, uh, invaluable for us. But we also use Google Drive. And I use it not only uh, for us, to, we use it not only to share our show notes, but I use it in uh, my business um, uh, world. Um, we use Google Docs and Google um, Mail uh, at, at the company I work for. So I use Google Drive Daily is part of my workflow. Um, I used to hate it, but now I'm so used to it. I, I don't love it. I, it's just part of the workflow. Um, I um, what's really good about it is that it does it integrates with all the other Google stuff you use, Google Apps, Google, you know, uh, their calendar, their their uh, spreadsheet, their um, and but it also is able to store uh, some 30-something other file types. So it's not just Google Apps and Google Mail that you have access to. You also have access to other file types that you can upload to the, to that drive and share. Um, it's free, which is really a wonderful thing. And it's available from all your iOS devices and from Android devices. Um, it's if you... Uh, if you you can also set up folders and uh, they sync really well. Um, I use it on my iPhone uh, all the time. Their 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 mail app is really great. Um, but uh, Google Drive is the way to go. You know, if you want free access, you can share with other people. It's just integrated with everything. Uh, and what I like about it now is that it allows you to. I have like a um. Uh, unbelievable number of accounts. My work uh, Gmail account and my own personal Gmail account. I have a Gmail account I use to share information with you guys and I can switch between them at will. Um, I can get uh, notifications um, in my mail actually from um, my other IDs. So they're working on it. It's improving and you cannot be free. (laughs) So that's that for me. I like the Google Drive. I think, you know, the way we share our show notes, it works out great. And then the other thing that I noticed, uh, or just as I noticed that I was reading the other day is, and I didn't know this, is that if you go to Google Music, you can upload 20,000 songs for, for no cost. And it can be songs that you bought from iTunes, as opposed to, and, and it works similar to iTunes Match that you pay $25 for, mm-hmm. for for the year. So that's a, I mean, I don't listen to Google Music. I don't listen to, um, I don't use any of their apps or 
listen, go on their website to listen to music, though I have bought a few songs from Google Play. But I thought that's a great way just to back up your music in one extra place. Yeah. And it's for free for 20,000 songs. So earlier today, I did download the the uploader. I forget exactly what they called it, but it's right. If you just do a search on Google Music, it shows right up. And because it's going to need time to do all those songs because I have, I only have about 3,500, but I wanted to say something I want to do. 3,500 songs? Yeah. That's all you have? I have, um, <laughs> let me see. I have, yeah, 3,488. Wow. 26 okay. gigs. I have many more than that. I've lost more songs than that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I want to... I, 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 I used to buy albums, and you know, I don't do that anymore. I think that's the reason why I have so many songs. I probably got maybe 30,000 or something. Oh, my like gosh. Yeah. Yeah, some yeah. of this is purchase. Some of this is taking my CDs and moving the songs Ripping over. Them. Yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah, the songs that I like off the CD. And that's a smart way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't do the whole thing, but, you know, and I have yeah. bought out. In fact, I bought like three albums in the last month. Yeah. Uh, I think off of Amazon. Um, I, I'm, I'm finding I don't like doing that because I have songs that I would never listen to. And even when I listen to them, I go like, why the hell did I buy that? And they realize, oh, it's part of the album. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, so Google, the Google services, I like. I agree with you, Vicki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like those. Yeah, you can be free. You know, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's, it's there. Right. Right. Yeah, it's not perfect. I would definitely say that. But none of the clouds are none of the cloud services are. Well, no. yes, too. Even Dropbox, which is ubiquitous, you know, um, it's not perfect. Yeah, right. But yeah, we like them. So the the app that I use all the time, and Vicky, I think you have this one too, is called Pop Clip. Do you um, use Pop I'll Clip? Tell you, I hate it. You hate it? Oh my god, I love <laughs> it. It, it, up, it interferes with some of my shortcut things. So I, I just took it off because it just started interfering with... You, you just do your... Go on, go on. <laughs> okay, Vicky does not like this, but I love PopClip. Now, at first glance, it's at first glance, it's for your Mac. And when you first look at it, you say, why do I need to spend $4.99 for a utility that's going to copy and paste for me? That's just one of the things it does. And then and if and if that's all it did, I wouldn't buy it either. But it's for the Mac and you need a uh, Snow Leopard or above. So it pretty much will work with any of your operating systems that you have. But what you do is when you select text, you can copy and paste or cut and I use I even use that feature constantly. But what gives it all its real functionality is the extensions that you can add to it. And that's where I what I use a lot. You can add all these different functions so that when you highlight a piece of text, it will then, pop clip will open next to your mouse and you can just send that piece of text to whatever function you want it to do. For example, if you are pasting it into, into something, you could do paste and enter so then you don't have to then stop and hit the enter button to go to a website. You can make that text text uh, become capital capital letters or lowercase, or you can quote them. You can send it to Google Translate. You can use that text to create a sticky note, send a note to Evernote. You can make a journal entry using day one or create a bookmark in Yojimbo. 
you can send a, make a, a new reminder out of it. You can send it to OmniFocus or Wonderlist. You can tweet it out or send it to Facebook. You can start a new text edit document. Or what I do is a lot is I will take, if it's a link, I can click the email button and it will compose a new email. Or what I do an awful lot is if it's something that I'm interested in buying, if I want to check the price on Amazon, rather than copy it, open Amazon, then paste it in, you can just click a little Amazon button and boom, it brings you right to that place in Amazon. You can create a text uh, a text expander snippet or a typeinator snippet. I mean, there is so many things that you can do. And all you have to do is go to the, it's called pilotmoon.com is where it's located. You can go to the extension page and just download the extensions that you want to use for this particular utility. I love it. Because it's four ninety nine. Sometimes it goes on sale for two ninety nine, which is when I bought it. And there's, as of this moment, there are a hundred and nine different extensions with extensions being added all the time. But what I didn't like about it is that it interfered. It interfered with my workflow. <laughs> Your workflow was interfered just, with. Yes, when I highlight something, generally I want to either do a, a definition or just a copy. I don't use it for any other thing. I don't send it to Evernote. I don't do any of that. And I imagine if I had that a part of my workflow, it would be very useful. But I found that PopClip had all these other extra things that popped up that it was just irritating. They were like, all I want to do is copy something. This needs to go away. So I just stopped using it. Well, you, know, you I, have to I, go into I, your preferences. I, I know. I just didn't have time to do it. And you just know uncheck so application. You have, you have so many applications and you like, you just don't have time to, to play around with it. And I guess one of these days I will because LaunchBar no longer works on my computer. And a lot of those features I used to use LaunchBar for. Um, and maybe I won't set it up properly. But right now it just was so, I, I end up, it's just interfered, slowed up my work because I, I didn't know how to use it yet. Yeah. And I hadn't configured it properly. So um, I shouldn't say I hated it. I just said, I'm not ready for it. Right yeah. Now. Well, right now I'm on a page and I just highlighted some random text. So when I, re- when I highlighted this text, pop clip pops up and it, according now what, what's showing on my screen right now is a little magnifying glass. So I could search what, what I could search those words. I could copy them. I could send them to Evernote. I can create an email. I can look it up on Amazon or I can cre- create a fantastic uh, event. And it also says two words, which means I've got two words that are highlighted right now. But I have to use my fingers differently. On on a Mac, I just click and double. It, it's just the way I do things. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to look at the screen and copy. And it would sort of do me off. So, yeah, I need to configure it so that it, it, it or get, just get used to it. You know, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I, I love it. After, you, after all the stuff you just said that it does I really need to go back. Yeah, because like I said, there's 109 extensions, and obviously we're not going to use every single one of them. But you use what works for you. I mean, you can search for music on RDO or Spotify. I mean, there's so many different things. Send things to Instant Paper, you know, uh, save the Earl to your Safari reading list. I mean, there's just so many things that you can do. And I only have maybe 10 extensions because that's all I need. And I like to just, just, just click, click, and it's done. So that's the reason why I got it. That's the reason why it's called Pop Clip. You know? Yeah, I mean, I use this a lot, stuff. a lot when I'm doing the show notes, when I'm going into yeah. WordPress to create our show notes and I have to uh, put the links in and things like that. I use that just constantly. 
It just makes I'm it gonna, so much quicker for me. I'm going to have to play around with that. Yeah. Okay, so don't listen to Vicky, people. Just listen to me. Don't, don't, because my, my <laughs> excuse is that I'm lazy and I haven't gotten around to figuring out how to how to to incorporate it into my workflow. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, I don't use I don't use it. I use if I'm gonna. I just don't use that. But I do use. I'm sure you say. <laughs> yeah, I don't use PopClip or anything. But I do use Evernote, and for the for the Evernote power users out there, I apologize because I am not a power user. Um, I don't really use it on my desktop. I simply use it on my iPhone and my iPad. But I am totally addicted to Evernote. It keeps track of everything for me. And what I love about Evernote, um, you get sixty. They they give you uh, sixty megabytes of space, but you can upgrade to a premium account where you get one gig. I think it's still one gig, but if you don't, if you're not a power user like some people, if you're like me, I have never gone over the 60. Um, it works just fine. It's free forever. So you can download it on your um, all three, you know, your desktop, your iPhone, and your iPad. What I love about it is when I open up, it's you know, it syncs through. Um, all your accounts and many times like when I review sketch in just a, a few minutes you can upload whatever you uh, write on or a note annotate excuse me annotate from the web page into Evernote so you have everything right there but it allows you to have notebooks you can take a um, I do this a lot if I'm out in an art gallery or I'm out where some I'm being inspired by something rather than take a photo of it I'll just I'll just uh, have a a voice a voice note that will say, you know, I really love this particular artist's work. Make sure you look her him or her up and uh, their use of color. Uh, and so, I find that's just really really helpful. You're able to make lists. You're able to uh, set reminders for yourself. You can take photographs from the from the app um, and make text notes and write tags. So, I think. I think um, I know that the desktop has, and I'm assuming this, I've never tried it out, but it has uh, like a image recognition system in it. So basically, if you say, for instance, you're in, I don't know, and you're in New York City and you're near a building that says, you know, um, I don't know, like the uh, uh, the Prometheus statue, um, it will recognize I'm pretty sure where I read once where it'll recognize that and that way if you want to email you get your own you get your email account with your own unique Evernote email address so you can email uh, from the Evernote app that if you if you write in like Prometheus it will find it in your images and it'll recognize it and you can add the photo. I just love this app. I have not scratched the surface. I mean, there's manuals on how to use Evernote. I use it in a very, very limited way. I know I do, but I'm I'm totally okay with that because it basically uh, suits my type of workflow. And that for me is I take a lot of notes. I I I like being able to send web snippets to Evernote. Uh, you know, just web clips. And sometimes, you know, I'll just email them from Evernote if I'm if I'm adding something to it. Uh, I like also they have tags, so everything is tagged, you know, so you could add tags to something, uh, whether it's a photograph or a note or a, a voice message. So 
as far as I'm concerned, this is probably the one app that I use, I open up every single day as Evernote. And I am ashamed that I don't, um, I only use it in a very limited way. I think business people, I know for a fact business people really use it a lot. And it's, it is a very powerful app. It does a lot of wonderful things. But for my particular uh, life, you know, I think note taking is my big thing for me note-taking and images. So I tend to snap a lot and add to notes that I want to remember to do something um, or be inspired by something. And I use Evernote for that. I'm like you, Suzay. I barely scratch the surface of what I could use it for. And I pretty much use it for receipts. When I buy something something or when I get my, if I'm traveling and I get my airline um, confirmation or hotel confirmation, something like that, I email it to myself up at Evernote, and then I have a notebook called Travel, if that's what it is. And I, I tag, like you said, I tag it, you know, 2014, my name, you know, airline, Southwest, Florida, so whatever. So I do that, and I also send receipts if I make purchases and just put a notebook called Receipts. Or charity, same with charity, if I give to charity, and they send you the, the you know the email saying you know thank you for your contribution. I throw it up there so I can refer back to it later. And I use it a lot for travel. Like when I when we're plan, it's great for for me to plan a trip because basically when you go to a website and you say oh geez I really would like to go see that. For instance, um, in Provence they have this place called they have a town called Le Beau. and what they have done every year is they take one of the limestone quarries and they've made it into this immersive art exhibit so it's basically a projection type of art exhibit and you know I wanted to remember how to get there and I wanted to remember you know some of the information as far as his mission so I just did a web clip and I put it into my oral notebook you know my Provence notebook in Evernote so I had all of of that information and you know things that I wanted to buy there that I didn't want to forget I use it a lot for travel I I know I've been putting stuff into it in this Oregon notebook because we'll be going to Oregon this fall and it's just a really wonderful way to keep everything in a notebook at at um, at your fingertips and to be able to recall all of that you know or if I want to send something to my husband I can basically just you know um, he has no excuse me Evernote too and I can send it right to him, and he has that information. But I know there's people that, you know, are super power users, and I think if anybody wants to use it, they actually have an Ever. I think it's on Amazon that you can buy it. It's an Evernote manual, and that would probably be a really good thing for people to buy if they really want to know all there is to know about Evernote, because it really is quite a, my favorite word, robust uh, app. You know, it does so many things. Mm-hmm. It does. I used to, uh, uh, I had up, I had upgraded space on mine for Evernote because I used to take pictures of, uh, you know, if I'm out somewhere and, and have a good bottle of wine, I used to take a picture of that or anything that was of interest. But I now use my iPhone. I really don't need to take a picture and send it to Evernote or use Evernote for that purpose. And I have a way to storing, um, you know, uh, pictures based on what, you know, what the, the category is. So I found it as it was using Evernote less and less. So I, I no longer subscribe to it. Uh, and I, was, I used quite a lot in school because I could put all of my notes in, uh, in PDF files, um, upload all those and have access um, 
uh, via the cloud or, you know, via any device I had. And um, that was very convenient, uh, but I'm no longer in school, so I really don't use it at all anymore. Well, Vicki, you know, I did that too, because, you know, I used to use the Apple, um, the notebook, you know, the notebook app all the time that we have, you know, for notes. And then I, re- I thought, why am I doing this? And it, you know, when I can put it into Evernote and take a photograph, I mean, yeah, I can take a photograph with my iPhone, but then I forget why I took that photograph because I said, what, why did I take this photograph or what is, was it supposed to go somewhere? Was it supposed to be added to a note? So I think consciously if I'm out and about and I'm thinking of something, I usually will, um, you know, either take a little voice memo, add a photograph and, you know, write a quick note. So then, because my memory is, it used to be a fabulous memory. It's no longer. And then I like the fact that, you know, I can add it to a notebook because I think even for premium and free accounts, you're able to have 250 notebooks. I think that's the limit. Uh, that's a lot of notebooks, but I like that it's in one place, you know, and then I can add to it if I want to. I, the, the recognition care, it was, it's OCR. It's the optical character recognition. See, I couldn't remember that. I, I, I remember, I know that I knew that, but yeah, (laughs) OCR, it's OCR actually. So, um, you know, but I just think that's really nice for, traveling and for, for me day to day because you know a lot of stuff for, for instance some of the art shows that I'm going into I need to remember the deadlines you know how many JPEGs do they want when they want it sent and Evernote keeps all that I have you know separate a separate notebook for art exhibitions and yeah. it just it's all in one place and I know exactly where it is and that's why I really like this app but I don't use it to, I, like I said, I just scratch the surface with it. But that's okay because it suits my purposes. You know, if I was a businesswoman, then it might be different. I might be using it in a, uh, a more uh, substantial way, but not right now. My favorite go-to app, um, but, you know, gradually it's becoming less my favorite. But, and I'll get to that reason for that. It's 1Password. Um, so it's a password manager uh, which allows you to have this one single storage place for your passwords uh, on your computer. They have it for the, the iPhones. I believe they have it for Android now. I'm not sure. I believe they do have it for Android now. They didn't before. But yeah, they have it for Mac, Windows, iPhone, iPad, and Android. Um, and uh, you're able to create different passwords, identities, credit cards, and a bunch of other information, confidential information you can store. I store like my registration information for product software that I buy or my insurance information that I have stored in there, um, all kinds of stuff. Um, and um, now they have some kind of uh, enhancements uh, for the new, um, that uh, for 1Password one, one 4.3, they have a, a some some uh, updates and a new keyboard shortcuts, some uh, mini enhancements and all kinds of stuff that are additions to their previous uh, features. But what's great about it is that not only can you store passwords, it, it also allows you, as most password management software does, is to create passwords that uh, give you suggestions for passwords that would be easier for you to remember that say has like a word association or or um, just easy to say 
Uh, and that's really convenient, especially with the issues that we're currently having with, you know, the passwords uh, and security uh, with the hard bleed thing that's going on. You really need to make sure that your passwords are unique and not very easily uh, uh, copied or, or, or guessed by the hackers. Um, but the reason why 1Password is gradually becoming less popular for me is uh, because Apple now has this keychain where you can store your passwords, but also your credit card information. Um, and when I'm online and I want to buy that next, uh, you know, uh, great new thing, I don't want to have to pull out on my wallet and pull out all my information. And I don't necessarily want to um, open one password because you have to unlock it. Um, and though it is integrated with the, the browser, you still would have to uh, log in each time and um, give your your one password uh, password, and then find that credit card that you want to use. And that sort of is just too many steps for me at times, especially if I'm using my iPhone. I really don't want to do that. But on the Mac itself, uh, with the keychain, you can actually just right click on a um, the a field for the uh, credit card, and all of your credit cards that you've stored in a keychain will show up. And you just select whichever one you want, and bam, there you go. All your information is is there. Uh, really, really convenient. Um, and it's just something that I started using and then realized shortly that I was using 1Password less and less. Um, I actually uninstalled um, a bunch of my uh, plugins on my Safari, extensions on my uh, Safari browser and 1Password, I accidentally in, in disabled it and did not realize I had, had, hadn't been using it for months. Um, there are some things that I have to use it for. Um, uh, that this is much more convenient because it's, it's information in terms of registration um, and just just confidential information that I have stored in there that I really prefer to have in one password and not just have stored on a, a, a file or encrypted file on my Mac. Because um, one of the things about encrypted files, is you don't really, uh, most software doesn't back it up. So you got to make sure that that file is uh, being backed up by or capable of being backed up by your backup software. And that would be really bad if you got an encrypted file with information and suddenly it's lost and uh, you can't get it. Where you can store it in one password and there you go. It's a one place thing. You can access it from all your iOS devices, your Mac, your Windows machine. It's just a great product. It's a quality product. It's been around for some time. And in my opinion, it's one of the best password management uh, software that's out there. Other than the keychain, which is gradually getting better on the, on the Mac. See, the problem with the keychain is that you have to use Safari, and I don't. And my I understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's much easier for someone else to access the information on your keychain than it would be on 1Password. Because if you, if you hand me, if you are doing something and you hand me your iPad, I could have access to all that information in your keychain. Whereas yes. with one with one password, you I could, would have but to if put I, in... If I, if you could, but if you ever had my iPad, you would never have it 
when I'm logged on to the account that has the keychain with my, my credit cards in. I never do that. I, I never loan my, you're going to use my, I'll let you use a guest account. I would never let you use my iPad. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like my iPhone or uh, or my iPad. I, it's sort of a personal thing. It's sort of like borrowing somebody's toothbrush in my opinion. <laughs> 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 I would never let somebody log on to my own account. I would, I would say, you want to use my, my Mac? I will log out of my account and log into a guest account. I just, this is me. I'm just crazy. Like no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I remember I, I once my, my neighbor in Tucson, he said something. He was doing, he, he's a real big Mac addict. And he asked me for my password. And I looked at him like, are you, are you nuts? There's no way I'm going to freaking give you my password. I don't, I don't care if I like you. I, I agree. <laughs> you just, no, 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 no. My account, also I do something that's really unorthodox is that, my main account, account that I use in the login to work it, it's my root account. So you could do anything on that account. Mm. And I probably shouldn't use that on a regular basis. But for convenience sake, I just do. You know, I, I, I should probably create another account that I use on a regular basis, but I don't. So that's just it. Well, I love 1Password. I use it yeah. countless times a day. And I use it also for I, storing I, notes, secure notes. Yeah, that that's like when when it. Apple I, when Apple or any other website asks you for like uh, the security questions, and mm-hmm. instead of saying you know w- where were you born, well instead of saying you know Los Angeles, California, you can say you know I was born in a lamppost. You know, it's just mm-hmm. something ridiculous. But you're not going to remember that. You're not going to remember that you're born. You're not going to remember that. So what I do is when I fill all that in, I'll take a screenshot of it, and then mm-hmm. put that as a note. And then just say, you know, app answer to Apple security questions. So if I have to go back yeah. to Apple and answer those security questions again, I can just go to one password, open up that note and go, oh, I was born in a lamppost. Okay. <laughs> you know, because it, yeah. it occurred to me one time, I, I, I don't know if it was Andy Anatko or I was reading something. It said, you know, you really don't have to put the right answer to these security questions because who's going to know? I'm like, you know, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody in this Facebook world knows where everybody's from because you put it up there. You say, I'm from this town, you know? That's exactly. Yeah. Right, someone says things like, what was your first car? And you say, I know, mm-hmm. Sky. You know, just something ridiculous. You know, or yeah. or you, look at, you look online and see, this is my, 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 my um, grandmother's. And that you see my grandmother's name. Now you know my father or my mother's maiden name. Right. Right, you know, my, my grandmother's name. You know, all that information is out there. Yeah, so I you started. Know, go, yeah, so I've started yeah, to put fake yeah. answers to these security yeah. questions, but then I make a note in one password so that I remember because I can't remember because I don't put the same thing twice. Yeah, I start using my childhood doll, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean things that you might remember, but yeah, or my my very first phone number that I had remembered. Mm-hmm. I, I still remember that. I use that. I use all kinds of stuff that. Only my crazy brain will remember. Right. You still remember your first phone number. Are you kidding yes, me? I do. It's just like, it was just like, it was so fun knowing it. Because I remember, <laughs> I, I remembered it. And I, my teacher wanted my phone number and I could recite it out. I just knew what my phone number was. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody has this too. Because periodically I try to call it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a riot. Yes. <laughs> Well, what I like to use is another utility called Bartender, and it's $15, which is a little pricey, and I really hemmed and hawed and debated about that. I thought you didn't drink. I don't. Yeah. 
Would you like to make drinks? Oh, yeah. This is, this is the utility that lives up in your menu bar. Now, a lot of people will have different things they have up in their menu bar besides the ones that Apple gives you. Like I've got the one password. I've got the Dropbox icon. I've got a Fantastical icon, a weather icon. Um, let's see, what's that? Crash plan. I just have a whole bunch of things. And it gets to the point where it doesn't all fit, especially if you have a, like an 11-inch MacBook Air. It just doesn't fit. So what this does is you've got this little icon. The one that I chose looks like a pair of sunglasses. And you click on that and it brings you all these other icons that you've chosen to hide, but, but still be accessible. Like my Wi-Fi, my Spotlight, my Time Machine Backup, my Pop Clip, my Alfred. Um, what is that one? Character, uh, Character Viewer and Bluetooth. So if I need to access those particular features, like my Bluetooth, if I want to turn it on or off, rather than having to go into system preferences and find it and turn it on or off or making a mess in my menu bar, I have it in Bartender. Or I can easily get to it, turn it on or off, and close it and move on. This thing is so worth the $15. It's really good. It's um, you You can choose to hide things completely. You can choose to... There's, there's different preferences. It only takes a couple of minutes to decide what you want in Bartender and what you want to leave in your menu bar. And there's, you know, a whole lot of information that you can look at on the, on the website. But it's, wow. have, have either of you used it? $15. It, 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 wow. is, it is a lot. That's why I was kind of like, do I really want to spend $15? So like I said, I hemmed and hawed. And as soon as I bought my MacBook Pro, I said, you know something? I'm just going to spend the money, and it's great. That's birds. Yeah, yeah. It's I it's like it. it's really if you have it's if you only have a couple of things or what Apple gives you the standard icons on your menu bar, it's probably not worth it to you. But if you're the kind of person that has a lot of icons across your menu bar and you have you can't see them all, then this this is great. I really like it, and I use it again. It's something I use every day. How did you find out about this one? Other people. Other people had talked about it. I heard about it, I think, on uh, the Mac Observers, Mac Geekass, uh, Mac Geekab. It's a, a Mac gem from 2012. It never goes on sale, to my knowledge. I've never seen it on a discount. But you can download it and try it for four weeks to see if you okay. like it before you buy it. I don't even know if I – I think I downloaded it and I used it for a day and I bought it. About what I have in my, my bar up there and – yeah, that may be a solution for me. Yeah, like I said, it is a little on the expensive side, but if you're going to use it constantly, then it's worth it. Yeah. Well, mine is a little free utility for, from Adobe. It's called Adobe Cooler. And this is a little color app. It's, it's a fabulous app. I like it for palette use, but if you're a designer, if you're a creative, if you we're wondering what kind of palette you sh I suppose it has other applications like for instance you know if you moved into a new house or an apartment or you wanted to have maybe um, a palette of colors to choose from basically you open up the app and the camera is there and you point it you, you point this camera at anything so for instance if you pointed it at a rug it extracts the colors out of whatever you're pointing it at. So this is really wonderful for, for me, being a landscape painter. Um, you know, if I'm wondering about a certain palette that I want to use, I can basically point it at the landscape I want and it extracts five colors from that. They are total 
they're totally adjustable. It has a color wheel that you can play with if you want to change the colors, change the intensity of them. It has different color schemes that you can basically choose. Uh, like for instance, it has a complementary, so it will pick out the colors that are complementary or opposites of the uh, on the color wheel. Uh, analogous, uh, which is near the same color family, it will pick out a triad. It's it's a fabulous, wonderful app, and I use it a lot. I find that. I like to use it even with photography. So for instance, if I'm out and I'm taking a photograph of a landscape that I want to take, I used to take thumbnail sketches, but now I don't. I can open up Cooler. I can basically look at the landscape, pick out the colors that I want to use for that palette and save it. You can have a Cooler file and you can upload them for public use. And of course you can tag them and title them, or you can also upload it to Illustrator. So if you're an Illustrator, this is great. And if you use Adobe Ideas, which is a fabulous vector drawing app on the iPad and the iPhone, um, you can load those palettes into Adobe Ideas and you can use them for your tools uh, that you want to paint or draw with. It's a wonderful free little app and it's you know, it's just one of those little silent apps that are just really neat and that are just sitting free in the App Store. And I find I use this one a lot. I really, I just love the whole palette idea. And, um, you know, I don't have to sit there and wonder if I'm getting the right color. It's basically showing you, you know, the colors that you're looking at and it's extracting them. So, you know, try it out and see if you can make it work for you. I thought you was, I thought you were saying cooler, like, you know, the... the well, it's K-U-L-E-R. It could be Adobe. It wouldn't be color, cooler. Cooler. Okay. Cooler. Okay. cooler. It's Adobe Couleur. <laughs> but I like, you know, I like it. And I like the fact that you can adjust all the colors. But, you know, this again, you know, it's kind of like having, when you go into a paint store and you pick out those paint cards, you know, those paint chip cards, mm -hmm. this is exactly what that's like. Very, yeah. very similar, you Ooh, know. Cool. But, you know, designers use them because they want to have a certain palette of colors when they're you know, making a, a, a type of graphic design. Painters, you know, of course, we want to have a certain color range in a palette. So it's a great app, fabulous app. All right, so my last app is uh, Kindle for Mac. It's uh, just the Kindle app in general. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but uh, Amazon Prime just uh, gave uh, their... Uh, Amazon Prime members discounts on the Kindles, and I just purchased a Kindle Paperwhite. Yay. It's coming soon. How much was it? How much was it? Dollars, forty-four dollars. How come I never got that? For the Paperwhite, seventy-five dollars off. Oh, when? If you want, if you want a when? Kindle Fire, just go to your Amazon Prime account because I got an email. My sister. I never uh, got an email. Yeah, I never got I an email. My sister didn't get an email either, but you go onto the website. And you'll you'll find it. Just just. What am I supposed to be like a mind reader? An Amazon mind reader? I I am looking right now, but I mean, like I'm always signed into my account, so it always says Amazon Prime. I don't. Where do I? No, it's it says. You search for Kindle, you know, Kindle application, the the Kindle with Paperwhite or whatever, and you'll find it. It's a seventy five dollars off. But oh, it's, only for the it's only for the Kindle Paperwhite Wi-Fi, not the 3G one. Oh, I just clicked on 3G. Let me see. So now this says 
Kindle Paperwhite, $119. Yeah, that's what Mm -hmm. mine says, $119. Yeah, so you don't see the discount. No. But what what my sister did is that she selected it, and then she went to pay for it, and then the discount showed up. Huh. Maybe it was just a short, short, you know, short buying period. Just the Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, just the Wi-Fi version of it. Yeah, 119. 119 or 139 without special offers. It should be in there. Okay. Hmm. Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, right. It's a bar at the bottom, and it says exclusively for you. Exclusively. Get $75 off Kindle Paperwhite or... Mm -hmm. The Kindle Fire XDX, or fifty dollars off the Kindle. The Kindle is nineteen dollars if you take oh my fifty dollars off of it. The Kindle Fire HD is eighty nine dollars if you take fifty dollars off. I don't so, see that, Vicky. I see that they have comparisons. Compare Kindle e-readers, and the the cheapest is just the plain Kindle for sixty nine dollars. Hmm. But the but the Kindle Paperwhite is uh, is one nineteen. You need to send an email to customer customer services and say, what's your damn discount? <laughs> <laughs> because I got, I'm getting it, and I'm just so excited because I've always wanted one, but I couldn't justify buying oh, one. Oh, you've never had a Kindle before? Yeah. I've had a Kindle. I've had every Kindle in the world. I've never had a paper white. Oh. And that, I stopped using the Kindle because I lighted, wanted the light, and I got the iPad. Yeah. Oh, because so, I have, yes, the, sec- I I have the second generation. It'll be, in fact, it'll be... Let's see where but five years old in June. Yeah. And I would get another one. Forever. I would get another one just like it if they still sold I it. Love it. You know, you know, I'm a big fan of Amazon. Amazon is like, um, uh, I, I don't know, they just that guy is brilliant. You know, they say he created this ecosystem and he's just building off of it all these different things and products. So like I like Apple did with iTunes. Um and they don't have to compete. They're doing something totally different. Um, was that a today's deal? Do you think that was a today's deal? It came from, I got a, it came in my email yesterday at midnight. Hmm. It might have been a it yeah. might have been a deal. It might have possibly been a deal. Let me see. Um Well, let me refresh the screen because I left it up there because I wanted to remember to let me refresh it and see if it still shows up. Say limited. No, it still shows up. It says limited time only. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Well, just just email yeah. us the link. Yeah, email us the link. Okay, that's what I do. And I also will send you the email that I got too. Because I, I, I'll tell you what, Vicky. You know what? And for anybody that of our listeners that have an Amazon Prime discount, unless you have a Kindle, it you can't take out books normally with a, with a Prime account. You, you get to, yeah. You can't rent them because it, it won't work with the Kindle app, which is too bad because I have the Kindle app, but they make right. you buy a Kindle. Right. So if I could get the reason it, why I wanted it too, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I love to read. I, I'm always at the library. So to me, if I, yeah, I would get a Kindle just so I could take out books on the Kindle. Absolutely. And it's smart enough to, to hook up with Audible. That that uh, combination is unbelievable. The Audible book and the the uh, the ebook and it, and it, with the kindle fire you can have the book actually highlight the word and have it read it to you so if you, people who have issues reading or issues seeing accessibility yeah. in terms of that it is absolutely perfect 
You know, yeah, kids can learn how to read using this this kind of thing. My um, mother-in-law loves her Kindle. She truly, yeah. truly does. The best yeah. thing about the Kindle to me is that, number one, you can sit outside and read it. You don't have to worry about glare. That's true. So you can read it. During, uh, can't re- on the author's hand, you can't read it at night because it's too dark unless you have a little light attached to it. But unless it's, you have a Kindle paper white. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great to read outside. You can sit by the pool or sit on the beach or just sit outside and you know on your deck and you can read, which is which is fabulous. And also yeah. because I am, you know, ADD, I'm all over the place. If I'm reading on my iPad, I'll check my email and I'll check Twitter and I'll check Facebook and I'll do this and I'll play a game and I'll do that. Whereas when I'm reading on my Kindle, I'm reading on my Kindle and that's it. I'm totally yeah. focused on what it is I'm reading. Well, it's not just that the devices are great. The app is unbelievably good. So if you don't have a Kindle... It works wonderfully on the Mac. It works mm-hmm. wonderful on your iPhone, your Android. It's just a really good reading app. It's better than iBooks. I'm sorry, uh, Apple. It's a better reading app. Well, I looked in. You just sent me the link. Thank you very much. But it does. It just still says 119. Hmm. It might have been. If I click, it might be something just for you, Vicky. Yeah, because you're email. special. Yeah, well, like- my sister got it. She's no more special than than you guys. <laughs> Guess Hopefully she, she doesn't listen to this. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. You go, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, let me forward you the email too. Yeah, that's something. Maybe they that was a typo. Maybe it was actually a typo, and they're like flipping out because it's normally 119 for 44. Yeah. Yep. Well, she got it too. So maybe- Yep, but I, just, I sent her. I actually sent her the email, so maybe you click on the email. Yeah, I just click. Yeah, I just got your email too, and I clicked on it, and it came up one nineteen. So just go go as act as if you're going to buy it, mm-hmm. and get it into your mailbox thing, and get <gasps> ready to. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Gosh, don't give me a heart attack like that. No, it, that was that was something else. I clicked add to. Nope, it still comes up hundred nineteen dollars. Even when you get to the point where right before you're getting ready to purchase it. Let me use my one password so I can put in my password. Yeah, 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 you need to do that. <laughs> and let's see, put in my password and it comes up $119. So when you get to the part where you're getting ready to I'm placing, add it yep. to your car. It's in my cart. I'm on the billing page. I'm, all I have to do is hit place my order and it's $119. Mm. Because you need to send them, send them customer support. Said, "Hey, what's going on? I don't, huh. uh, I, I, I don't know why you guys wouldn't get it. And my sister got it. Oh well, because we're not special. <laughs> You're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> uh, dude, seriously, send them to customer support and say, "Hey, well, what happened okay. to my deal? I don't, I don't need another one, so I'm okay." Well, Suze, I don't have one. I don't, yeah, but I don't even have one. Oh, you got to get one, Suze. You got to get yeah. one for, that's for, 44 for 44 bucks. For 44 bucks, I would. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I just, that, I'm, I'm done gushing over Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I would marry, I would marry, I would marry Be- Be- Bezos if he, you know, looked, uh, looked my way. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't already married. <laughs> if he wasn't already married, I'd marry him if he was not, well, if he is already married. <laughs> The last thing that I want to touch on very quickly, and we're going to wrap up for today, is an app that is built into the iOS and also now with the Mac, and it's Reminders. Yes. And I love Reminders. I mean, a lot of people don't. I love it. I use it 
all the time and I use it for taking notes, making lists. I just found that I've tried different list apps. I've tried different note apps and it's just, they're too, for me, they're just too much. I don't, I don't need everything that they do. I love, I make reminders for things like, don't forget to call the plumber, you know, and I'll say tomorrow at nine o'clock or we're recording or I make a little note for holiday gifts or something silly that I do is my husband likes Genoa. Uh, now I can't remember now. He likes a certain salami and I can never remember if it's Genoa or, or hard salami. So I have a little note in the reminders app on a list, which one he likes. Just, just, I love it. I use it all mm-hmm. the time. The only problem mm-hmm. that I have with reminders is that when you make a reminder under the reminder tab, it should automatically assume that you want to be reminded. <laughs> so I don't like that I type in, you know, call Vicky. It should automatically pop up. When do you want to call Vicky? Tomorrow? Today? Next day? I have to hit a button to say, Tomorrow at three o'clock. That's the reason why I use Siri to do it. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like. It should automatically tell me. It should automatically ask me, when do you want to be reminded about this particular thing? Yeah. Just use Siri. I I just go, Siri, remind me tomorrow at 9 a.m. to call Elisa. And And it it works. I never use Siri. I I just forget about it. That's the only thing I use Siri for. (laughs) I I just, I forget about it. Lists and all kinds of stuff. I use Siri all the time. But I love love reminders. And I know it's, it's a lot of people don't. I have doctor's appointments and I'm always forgetting. So I say, remind me the day before and things pop up and I know the the different alert sound and I know which one it is. It's just Siri is is how I use it. And also reminders uh, works with Fantastical. So when I open up Fantastical, it'll show me all my reminders. It'll show me the, it'll show me the, um, the calendar. And then underneath it will show all the reminders that I have listed. And then it will go into what I have, you know, listed for today and tomorrow and so forth. So I'm getting re- I'm getting it from you know different places like oh yeah that's right tomorrow I've got to call mm-hmm. Vicky and you know et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. so I love reminders mm-hmm. yeah well Siri also will turn on your Bluetooth and there's a bunch of other stuff that it does now that other than just Siri reminders. will also open up your camera app for you she does a lot yep. of stuff for you yep. I just yep. forget I'll, you know yeah. to be honest I just yeah. forget to use it it's yeah. not that I, I, I it's not that I consciously don't it's that I forget. I, I like to tell Siri, when I'm at a Safeway, remind me to buy blah, 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 blah at any Safeway that I'm at, regardless of where it's located, it pops up and reminds me. I love that. I know. When we were at Macworld, I heard you set an alarm with Siri. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siri, wake yeah, me, so up, wake me wake up at, me up at you know, 6.30 yeah. tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So It worked. I use it every night. I know. I should. Yeah. I should start. Yeah. Oh, and every now wonderful. and then, every now and then, I have my. It's mine is a guy. Every now and then, he go. <laughs> don't he say, "Don't worry, I will remind you." I said, "Well, thank you, Siri." <laughs> he said, "You're welcome." <laughs> Maybe he's Simon. <laughs> yeah, he's Simon. He, Simon, do this for me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we are going to wrap up today. We still have. Let's see. We've probably got about six or seven apps that we are, are programs that we haven't even mentioned yet that we like to use every day. So I'm going to put those in the show notes just so you can see what it is that we use. Uh, as you can see, there's a, lo- there's a lot of stuff that we use every day. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to wrap up for today. We would love it if you would leave a review or a star rating in iTunes because it helps other people find us. You can find all the links and any information about us, our Facebook page, our Google Plus page, our Twitter handles can all be found on the show notes page, which will be at 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. And again, we thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time. There's a new podcast out. Great. What's it about? Let's Talk Apple. Well, yeah, we will. We will. But uh, what's the podcast called? Let's Talk Apple. <sighs> okay, if you want to. Uh, Rainier, Silken, Gold Rush, Pippin. What are you on about? I'm talking Apple. Huh? That's what you wanted, wasn't it? Us talking about apples? Well, there we go again. Tangentially, as usual, moving off topic. Did you know Bart Bouchotts has a new podcast out? Yep. Let's Talk Apple. Oh, jeez. <laughs>